Fuller will surely be the greatest podcast in the history of recorded media. I'm Jill Poskanser. And I'm Nora Katz. We're transatlantic friends and TV junkies with a passion for writing, politics, and breakfast food. Nora, what episode are we talking about? We're talking about Parks and Recreation Season 1, Episode 4, called Boys Club. It aired April 30th, 2009, written by Alan Yang and directed by Michael McCullers. And fun fact is, Alan Yang is Aziz Ansari's writing partner, which people may know, and he co-created Master of None. And the second season of Master of None comes to Netflix on May 12th, which is next week. Great. So here's a fun fact for all of you before we get started. Um, This is one of the three episodes of Parks and Recreation that Jill had never seen before we started this podcast. Now she has. And the other two are five and six of season one. So get excited. And Jill is so excited that she's has seen this episode for the first time that she needed to talk about herself in the third person. <laughs> I, I know that's, that's how excited she was. But now I'm back. Let's talk this episode. Let's do it. We start off with what I found to be the most uncomfortable cold open of all time, um, which is Leslie interrupting, falling victim to, and then participating in a dog poop fight at the local park. Um, and as, as like squicky as this was making me feel like watching them throw the like i was like oh god leslie get out of there um the fact that she decides it's fun and like joins in is like a really good surprising turn and i was like oh i didn't expect that but totally in character it turns out she's really good at dog poop fighting she uses a trash can yeah. as a shield innovative i'm also pretty sure that they filmed the dog poop fight in the same place where they filmed the nature walk cold open in the previous episode because it looks like um, exactly they the same did. they did do that that's not even a fun fact, that's just, you can tell, that's the yeah. same um, But, fun fact, this is a fun fact, um, TV shows don't have unlimited sets. Sometimes, they gotta reuse them. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> um, great, so that's our cold open. And then, our Act 1 opens with uh, Leslie taking away a pretty gift basket. From Norton Construction. Oh, that's where the gift basket from. Mm-hmm. And then, actress Retta gets her first line of the series, which is, hmm. That's, that was a really good Reddit impersonation. I loved it. No, it wasn't. She's, she is just more talented than I could ever hope to be, and that was just a, a poor impersonation. <laughs> um, but, hey, speaking lines for Reddit, which is exciting. Amazing. We also learned that Jerry loves bad wine, and Tom wants the cheese. And also, Tom never abuses his power, except to get free hot dogs. Yeah, and cut children in line at the hot dog stand <laughs> for official... <laughs> Parks and Rec business. Um, so in the meantime, April, uh, greatest intern ever of all time, yes. has created a social media profile for the pit, which is just a great beat. Um, <laughs> Tom says, can we cut that red ribbon around your monitor now? And Leslie's like, I love a good ribbon cutting. And she's literally tied a red ribbon around her computer and she cuts it. She really has a flair for the dramatic. I think it's good. Yeah, I know, right? that speaks to me. Uh, so then they're checking out the pit profile, and then they see that Mark is friends with the pit. So they check out Mark's profile, and uh, it turns out his favorite movie is Dances with Wolves. That I have I have highlighted as my favorite moment in this episode. <laughs> that was mine too. <laughs> was that really yours too? <laughs> Amazing. I just April it's the line. April's delivery. Oh my god, his favorite movie is Dances with Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, Dances with Wolves is a great movie. Here's, here's a fun Poskanser anecdote. Um, read Dances with Wolves is that when I was younger, Dances with Wolves was on TV all the time. It's often on AMC. There's a plug for AMC. Um, and I kind of wanted to watch it. 
so I asked my mother, I was like, hey mom, like, Dances with Wolves is on TV. Um, I want to watch it, but like, does the wolf die in the end? I don't want to see animals die. My mom goes, no, I've never seen the wolf die, you're good. And I'm like, great, okay. So look, I'm going to watch it. So I'm watching it, and then my dad comes in. My dad does not like it when animals die in movies. Or in real life, I don't know. Um, and he's immediately like, oh god, why are you watching this movie? The wolf dies in the end. And I'm like, what? No, mom just told me the wolf doesn't die. And my dad goes, oh yeah, is that what she said? Or is what she said, she's never seen the wolf die. Because she's never seen the wolf die, because she always stops the movie before it gets to that part. And then walks around <laughs> pretending like it ends happy. Anyway, that's when I turned off the TV. So I've never seen all of Dances with Wolves. This episode is brought to you by DoesTheDogDie.com. That's so much like that episode of Friends where Phoebe like doesn't know how any of these movies end. And so she thinks that Old yeah. Yeller is like about a family and their dog. But then she ends yeah. up turning off It's a Wonderful Life, like, right when he's going to kill himself, because she's like, this is such a sad movie. Oh, man. We also learned that Mark is, predictably, in the old boys club that meets and has brewskis in the courtyard after work. Which is just a couple guys who work at City Hall who drink brewskis yeah. in the courtyard while they're done working. And Leslie decides that she and Andy need to crash the boys club, and they do just that. And Leslie says to April, April, we're leaving. You're in charge, and it's because you're a woman. And I loved it so much. So Leslie and Anne crash the boys' club um, in her haste to appear as a uh, new member of the boys' club. Leslie knocks over all the beer bottles onto the ground. (laughs) They're drinking um, Upland Brewing Company's Dragonfly IPA, which is brewed, which is a craft beer which is brewed in Bloomington, Indiana. So not only do we learn that Mark is a classic white man because his favorite movie is Dances with Wolves, we also (laughs) know that he's into craft IPAs. They've done an amazing job portraying a guy that all of us know. Yep. I know like four or five of them. A new fact, it's so specific and it's so realistic. Yes. Just like, well done, creating Mark Brandanowitz. Um, so then after she's knocked over all these beer bottles, Leslie has a talking head and she says, I kind of feel like I'm already in the boys club. I mean, look at those bitches clean up after me. And that line was improvised by Amy Poehler. Really? Uh, yeah. She's, a, she's so That's talented. So then the boys club runs out of beer, unfortunately, and Leslie has a terrible <laughs> plan and breaks into the gift basket to get the wine. Um, yes, it's a terrible plan, um, but she does do this. And then in quick aside B-plot land, um, Anna's going away, and she asks if Andy can clean up a little bit while she is gone, and his response is, I'll try, don't expect much, <laughs> which is amazing, honest, and relatable. Um, and then Leslie goes and confesses to the whole department and Ron that she has stolen the gift basket. And she does this great... Um... It's like sort of a talking head, but she's also like recording her apology video video with like the doc yeah. crew, and she apologizes to every female politician. Uh, and we only hear three names, which <laughs> yeah. are Michelle Bachman, Tammy Baldwin, and Melissa Bean. So yeah, here's a question: Was Michelle Bachman like relevant at this time? I wrote that down. I was not sure if it was. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Foreshadowing, or no? She was. Mm-hmm. Two thousand nine. I, like, I could yeah. Google this, but I didn't want to Google Michelle Bachman. Yeah, you don't want that in your search history, man. Um, I think she was slightly more relevant then than she is now. Well, okay, Michelle Bachman is from the county over from where my family yeah. lives in Minnesota, so that haunts me. Yeah, Minnesota has had some really great liberal politicians emerge from it. Michelle Bachman is not one of them. Yeah, to be fair, also, Minnesota is historically the 
currently the most blue state in the union because they were the only state that did not vote for Ronald Reagan in 1980. Yeah, that's true. So, Minnesota, this is a shout out. We miss you and we love you. Go Minnesota. We're so proud of you. Oh, that's for sure. Um, So then, Leslie emails an apology to everyone in the Pawnee government with a link to the Pitts webpage onto which April has recently posted a video of herself getting wine drunk off of the stolen wine. This is a problem because yes. she's 19. And Leslie had to, quote, whistleblow myself. <laughs> Reminds me of that Arrested Development line where, like, Tobias is, like, dying himself blue somehow. I forget how. Because um, he wants to be in Blue Man Group. Michael, and he goes, I'm afraid I blew myself, <laughs> right? And Michael's like, oh, there's got to be a better way to say that. Yeah, so now Leslie has to go to a disciplinary committee, which Ron is unhappy about because he was basically like, Leslie, this is a non-problem. Don't make it a problem. And Leslie was like, gotta yep. make it a problem. Yep. I do admire her tenacity and adherence to the rules. She's like lawful good, like hardcore lawful good. That's so true. Yeah. At some point we need to decide where everyone in Parks and Recreation falls. I feel like we need to round out our main cast over this season. Yes, but Leslie is lawful good. Check back in in season three (laughs) for that. (laughs) So then Tom does a funny little mock interrogation of Leslie, um, a lot of which was improvised by Aziz Ansari. So good. Just Just insane questions. Yeah, they... They encourage the actors to improvise a lot of it, which is kind of great. I think it, it's it's more of a collaborative process in some yeah. of the shows, which is cool. I mean, every show is different, but I think this has worked for them very well. Yeah, and so when we have B-plot, we go sort of back and forth to B-plot land, where Andy vacuums the sofa, among other things, and he describes himself as kind of a nester. Yeah. This is like the first time we're kind of getting like some goodwill out of Andy. Like So far, he's just seemed like typical deadbeat boyfriend. But now... Yes. Like, he is trying his best. Yeah. His best is admittedly not great, but he is trying. For that, <laughs> he gets a gold, you tried, star. Um, so, yeah, in A-plot land, uh, Leslie and Ron attend this disciplinary committee. <laughs> Leslie reads a pre-written statement, which includes the line, A wash in the glow of acceptance into this elite exclusive club. Read the boys' club. <laughs> and then the old guys are like, wait, you guys were drinking on government property? And Ron's like, that's not what we're here about. Ron is, like, such a champ, and he doesn't let them take Leslie down. No, he, as soon as they're, like, sort of a little like, over-interrogational of her, he goes to bat for her because this is America. And he's like, we're done. He's, he says that that's why, but it, I think it really is because he, like, cares about Leslie and he hates to see her going through this. Yeah. But he says it's because of this is America. That's, You yes. know, it can be both things. And B-plot land, um, Chris Pratt has written and recorded the Anne song. And I said Chris Pratt, even though his character's name is Andy, um, because Chris Pratt really wrote and recorded the Anne song, which he's listening to on his boombox as he takes a bath in a (laughs) cubicle full of soap in his front yard. And then, in an amazing callback to the pilot episode, who shows up? Lawrence! Who shows up but Lawrence? Sadly, sans birds, which is a major disappointment. It's my major criticism of this episode is we did not get to see Lawrence's birds. (laughs) Um, but Lawrence comes, steals Andy's boombox, which forces Andy to nakedly chase Lawrence down the street on his crutches, which is my favorite sight gag of the episode. Anna Ferris is a lucky woman. <laughs> I know, I think about that every day of my life. But Andy has this great, I just love the boombox, because I have, I have such deep love for boomboxes. I still have a boombox. And Andy goes, I just put 12 new batteries in that thing. <laughs> Um, and I wonder if Andy's relationship with his boombox is similar to the Lonely Island's relationship with a boombox, 
We'll put a link to that song in the description because it's so good. That's beautiful. Great. So then Leslie thanks Ron for going to bat for her. Um, he's like, I just did it because it was, you know, they were being terrible. And then she heads out and he, Nick Offerman has like this great acting moment where like you can see him trying not to smile because he likes Leslie. Like, platonically. Um, but then he immediately, like, sees the camera and scowls again. But, like, that's a great working relationship. Yes. Which will be developed more over the seasons. Um, and then Ron goes into his ideal form of government, which sounds terrifying right now because he says it's one man alone in an office. His ideal government is a single male genius with nothing but the nuclear codes and a harem. Right. Well, what he, the way he phrases it, though, is, okay, my ideal government, one man, alone in an office. All he gets to do is decide who to nuke. And for a second, I was like, oh, God, too close to home. And then Ron goes, I think it should be decided based on some sort of IQ test and also some kind of physical fitness. And I was like, oh, phew, the comparison. <laughs> and then we have Leslie confessing to Anne that she infiltrated the boys club because <gasps> she still likes Mark. <gasps> Holy, holy, who could have seen this coming? I know, what a shock. <laughs> Anna's like, wow, great person. Terrible taste in men. And then we cut to uh, Andy doing the bare minimum of just, like, cleaning the home that he lives in, and Anne is thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> that relationship is one for the history books, kids. Um, great, and then the episode ends with Leslie and Mark clinking beers, because the Parks writers decided that every episode should end with clunky beers, ideally. Yes, and Mark world. welcomes Leslie into the boys club in true white male fashion with more IPA. God. Have you ever had IPA? Yes. I don't think I have. I mean, I am not a beer person, so I don't really, I'm not a good judge, but I didn't like it. Yeah, I'm a wine, I'm a wine yeah. person. Much like April Ledgate. <laughs> I couldn't join the boys club. I'm the girl who brings yeah. wine to the boys club. Um, That's me. What's your favorite moment in the episode, Jill? I think as previously stated, it was April's just complete horror and disdain that Mark's favorite movie is Dances with Wolves. Porchy sucks. R.I.P. in peace. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is brought to you by (laughs) DoesTheDogDie.com. Your go-to website check uh, before you watch any piece of media. We'll tell you if uh, any animal is killed in the, the movie so you don't have to watch it. I did love the Dances with Wolves episode, I mean, moment, but when... Leslie and Ron are sort of having the conversation about what Leslie should do to admit that she has um, done wrong. Um, Ron is like, oh, it's not a big deal. And Leslie goes, maybe in your world it isn't a big deal, but you're a white Protestant man with a full, rich mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and in that scene she's like, that's what she says, I'm a woman and I have to hold myself to a higher standard. I'm in graduate school, Mm P.S., and my friends in my program and I um, have this game where if we're feeling nervous about something, we try to mimic um, white male confidence. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, because there's this whole classic thing of that, like, um, men sometimes advance in positions that they're not qualified for just because they're, like, so confident and, like, no one has ever told them to doubt themselves. What? No. It's so hard to be a white man. So we have this game where we try to, to, like, get that level of confidence before we do something, and it really does help. So I do do recommend it if you are... if you're not a, if you're not an upper middle class straight cisgender white man, um, I recommend it. <laughs> just pretend you are one for a hot second. And if you're not, and you really want to relate, just look to Mark Brandanowitz. Yeah, just just worship him and the, and the altar he has built for himself out of too. IPA. 
So. <laughs> Do you have any more fun facts? Um, I have one fun fact that I wanted to have that I don't have. Oh, cool. I spent a lot of time doing really deep Googling on the wine that they were drinking. Yeah. Um, Is it real? Because the beer that they're drinking is a real beer. So I was like, maybe the wine that they're drinking is a real wine. Um, Great Lakes wine, which is what Jerry calls it at the beginning, Mm -hmm. doesn't totally exist. It is the name of the like state run like liquor store for the state of Michigan. Um, and there is a Great Lakes winery in Australia, but uh, it's not the same. Yeah, you can't same. drink the wine that April is drinking, lie. but it is a Pinot Noir. So you can drink the same uh, variety of wine, just not the same brand. Oh, I feel better. So that's that's your wine pairing for, for today's episode of Podcast and Recreation. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Literary Starbucks, out now from St. Martin's Press. We're not going to read all the ad copy again, and I just called it ad copy because, again, again I have that white male confidence in this moment. Love it. This episode is going to lose us. <laughs> you know what? If you're a white man, learn to laugh at yourself. <laughs> no, <we're not. laughs> oh, it's okay. We... We love to poke fun at everybody. Welcome. Welcome. I can't even say that in all seriousness. Listen, everyone should be able to laugh at themselves. That's the cut you should Yes, that's true. Everyone should be able to laugh at themselves. We laugh at ourselves on a daily basis. I get up laughing. I wake up laughing at myself. And if you want to laugh more, go buy Literary Starbucks, which is out now from St. Martin's Press. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Oh, my God. cherish and live for every bit of feedback we get in every aspect of our lives this is the 21st century this is the age of social media we are also on stitcher so you can download us there too yes and music for this week's show is courtesy once again of kevin mcleod at incompetech.com we are on twitter at podcast and rec you can follow jill on twitter at ms jill madeline that's ms jill madeline um, you can find me, that's Nora, uh, on the internet at noracats.com. And if you have questions, comments, business inquiries, fun stuff to share, anecdotes, um, selections from your dream journal, you can shoot us an email at podcastandrec at gmail.com. Tune in next week uh, for the final two episodes of season one of Parks and Recreation. That's true. It's going to be great. And then on to season two. We're very excited. I'm excited because I've never seen them. That'll be really fun. We love you and we like you. Bye. Bye.